from Green Biz Group, welcome to Center Stage, the best of live interviews from Green Biz events. I'm Joel McCower. If we are truly committed, I think what we should start to do is start to look and publish by region how the carbon footprint, what the reduction, what the kilowatt hours per occupied room was. I know hotels track that. That was Ernie Nishizaki, the principal and managing member of Acumen Advisor. He joined Daniela Foster, Senior Director of CSR at Hilton, and Peter Ingram, CEO of Hawaiian Airlines, as they sat down with Green Business Editorial Director, Heather Clancy. They discussed how to make the massive tourism industry not only think about, but also act on sustainability. Let's listen in. Peter, I, when we were prepping for this panel, we were all sort of in our own way trying to get our arms around what this concept means, right? And, and because sustainable, there's lots of different, quote, definitions of it. But within the context of, of this session, what we wanted to do was consider sort of the efficiencies, right, that companies in the tourism industry need to achieve, what it means to their ecosystems, the, the partners they have on the ground, in the air, wherever, the, and, of course, the experiences that the travelers have, the tourists themselves. Within the context of Hawaiian Airlines, we, we had some perspectives on what your challenges are in the aviation industry, and it, it's obviously very different from the hotel companies. In the context of your operations, how, what are you prioritizing when you look at that very broad lens of sustainable tourism? What does that mean for Hawaiian Airlines, and how on the ground here in Hawaii can your organization make a difference? Yeah, the, the way we think about it, maybe I'll just step back for a second. We're a unique business because of our focus on Hawaii. And one of the things that is, is really important to consider is we're not in the business of flying people from point A to point B. We're in the business of flying people from point A to Hawaii. And the reason people come to Hawaii, it may not be the only reason, but part of that solution set is because of our fantastic environment, because of the natural beauty of this place, because of what it means um, to our guests. And so um, we understand um, that we're also in a business that produces carbon and tourism brings visitors and puts demand on the ground infrastructure in this state. Um, so the question for us is how we make sure that as we grow tourism, we do it in the context of being sustainable environmentally, sustainable socially, and sustainable economically, because the economy of this place is also completely dependent on being a place that is welcoming and um, in demand by tourists to come in here. So we're, we're trying to have a conversation in this community about how we achieve all three of those things, which sometimes seem at conflict, but there ought to be ways um, to look to optimize on all three of those measures. And so what is it that you prioritize right now? You, you know, it's, it, we, we reject the notion that, that we have to be um, trading it off. I, I, I think we should be looking for solutions for the long term um, that are sustainable in all three. We, we need that. We have to be looking that way. So from the hospitality industry standpoint, is there anything different in what, in what your answer would be for, from, what Pe from what Peter just said? Like, a little bit. I mean, I think there's a number of, of similarities. So first of all, aloha, everyone. Welcome. Um, 
I'm thrilled to be on this panel with my esteemed colleagues, and we could talk about this all day. Um, this is an issue I focus on a lot. So for, for Hilton, we're at an interesting point because hot off the presses, about three weeks ago, we launched our new 2030 Global Goals. And 2030 isn't by coincidence, it's synced up with the UN Sustainable Development Goals. And we really decided we wanna be ambitious and we wanna redefine sustainable travel and tourism. So for us, we committed to cut our environmental footprint in half by 2030 and double our social impact investment by 2030. So there's a number, <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. And the underpinning of all of this is really looking towards how do we get to more sustainable travel and tourism? Similar to what Peter said, the future of all of our livelihoods, the entire travel and tourism industry is going to rely on being sustainable, being sustainable economically, ensuring that local communities benefit, being sustainable environmentally, so another thing that, that I would say, I mean, we've talked so much about the environmental side. There's a lot that we're doing as part of these goals. We just announced that we're the first hospitality company to have science-based targets for carbon emissions. So we were approved by the science-based target initiative. We, we've committed to sending zero soap to landfill. But I am equally excited about the social aspects of our goals. So we've also committed to double our investment in local sourcing. So that's buying local, it's buying from local and minority-owned suppliers. When you think about the scale of Hilton in over 106 countries and territories around the world, over 380,000 team members, that's a big deal. We're not gonna do it tomorrow. I'm gonna to be completely candid. We have till 2030, but there's a lot of steps that we're already taking. For example, we committed to remove plastic straws from all of our managed properties. We're looking to do that by the end of the year. Um, there's a lot of things that we're thinking about. So when I think about responsible travel and tourism, it's holistic, it's the social, it's the economic. I have one question for you and then I'll be quiet. Um, can someone tell me what the world's largest employer is? What industry is the world's largest employer? No. You guys, come on. Okay, I've heard some good ones. It's actually travel and tourism. The travel and tourism industry is the world's largest employer. One in every 10 jobs globally and 10% of global GDP. So when you think about it like that, we, we, we can have a completely different conversation on both the environmental and social sides. So I'm gonna start Ernie on this, but I, I think you guys will have perspectives. And Ernie, you've been embedded in this for many, many years. We talked last year here at this conference about it. How, how do you feel um, progress, w w grade the progress? Like we were also were debating, what does, again, what does sustainable tourism mean? What do we need to link it to or connect it to so that we're all talking about the same thing? I think in, going back to the sustainability thing for a minute, I totally agree with the environment and the economics of it. If you don't do have that, the business won't survive here in Hawaii. But I think the other thing that needs to be sustained and maybe increased is our spirit of aloha. And not just aloha to our visitors, but to our citizens and residents who live here. And we as hoteliers, and I'm a former hotelier, have a, have a responsibility to do our part in increasing our sustainability efforts. 
uh, you know, I've got to applaud Daniel for the Hilton sustainability efforts. I think those are great goals. Uh, but I think one of the things that we need to do is, those of you who live in Hawaii, if every month the HDA Hawaii Tourism Authority prints a, uh, the average rate of an area, the daily um, the occupancy for the month, the rev par for the month, the revenue per occupied room. If we are truly committed, I think what we should start to do is start to look and publish by region how the carbon footprint, what the reduction, what the kilowatt hours per occupied room was. I know hotels track that, but frankly, I'm a former GM. It was not the first thing I looked at every day when I came to work. So I think that measurement needs to start to come out front so the community, our guests, and our, the people that work in the hotel understand that this is their responsibility. So Peter, how do you measure progress? How, you know, within that concept, that data, what data are your, is your organization looking at? Well, the, the one thing that's helpful in our business is the, the biggest environmental impact of our business is fuel consumption. And um, I do look at elements of fuel every day um, because it is such a significant piece of our, our overall expense puzzle. Um, there are a number of things we've done short term um, to drive down consumption. We are far more conscious than we were when I joined the industry a couple of decades ago about what the weight of the airplane is, what your, you know, the weight of your, um, your cargo containers, your catering carts, um, the various things you're putting in seat back pockets, all of these things add up and, and weight equals fuel. So we've reduced a lot of that. We're conscious about when we, um, when we have the auxiliary power units um, churning on the airplane as opposed to using ground power, which is more um, fuel efficient. So we're, we're motivated for that economically as well as environmentally because any, any gallon um, we don't burn is carbon not produced and dollars not spent. So, so we've got an alignment of incentives there. The bigger moves are on the, the technology of the aircraft. Um, just it, it, having, uh, you know, aircraft that are lighter weight um, with newer technology engines, you get dramatic reductions in fuel consumption, and, and that's a big driver. But then there's, there's other things. We've, we've recently run a promotion with a, a reef-friendly um, um, sunblock uh, company and given it out on the airplanes and promoted it through our airplanes. I think that has two benefits. One... Um, people in this room are probably aware of the impact of um, sunscreen can have on coral reefs. I don't think it is broadly understood among the the, the public. And so we're, we're, one, creating awareness, and two, uh, actually providing an alternative to people. Where is that company based, just out of curiosity? Are they local? Um, you're going to ask me details, oh, I'm and I'm sorry. not going to know. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll let you <laughs> off the hook on called, that one. They're called Raw Elements, and, okay. and it's been a very good promotion. We've gotten a, a lot of interesting awareness out of it. So as a diver, I'm very aware of that. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Danielle, what... Inspire, like, what are your GMs doing? How, what data are they looking at? Um, how is, you know, to Ernie's point, how is that top of mind for them? Yeah. Or how will it be? So data is incredibly important. And I have to confess, I'm a bit of a data geek. But I think in our space, it's tremendously powerful because to make the business case, you have to be able to show the data and the statistics have to be there. So one of the things that Hilton has in place is an innovative sustainability, so social and environmental management system called LightStay. And LightStay is a brand standard across 
every single one of our properties. So even our, our franchise portfolio. So that's 5,300 properties around the world. And as part of Lightstay and part of that brand standard, every single hotel tracks their energy, their water, and their waste. They also track their volunteer hours. They track how they're engaging with youth because we have a, a commitment to connect, prepare, and employ one million young people by 2019. So all of these things are tracked in Lightstay. So the GMs are looking at this. The um, properties actually have goals that they set annually for energy, water, and waste reductions. They have continuous improvement projects that are ongoing in each of those areas. And as you talk about kind of the aggregate impact of that, so what does that look like globally? We've had this in place since 2008, and last year we reached a major milestone. To date, by investing in Lightstay, by operating sustainably, making that upfront investment, we've saved over a billion dollars across our portfolio. One B, guys. One billion. Um, so, I mean, part of my message with this is that not only are these the right things to do so that we live in a better world and we achieve the UN Sustainable Development Goals, but this makes business sense. This is the direction that we should all be moving in, period. It makes business sense. Who's not act enough actively part of the dialogue, right? So, Ernie, here on, this on the islands, who needs to be included in this dialogue that that isn't at the table as much as they should be at this point. Yeah, I've been out of the active hotel business about four years, but I really think that the public needs to be more aware of what, what hotels are doing. Because frankly, without the hotels being, I'm sorry, the public being aware of what hotels actions are happening, there just seems to be this divide between what the community wants 2045, and the hotels are just sitting there saying, you know, we're just doing it. So I, I applaud Hilton for doing what they're doing. I do think that they need to get out and start to tell the guests more. They have meters in the lobby that start to say what the usage is per kilowatt per room or something. Something nice would be good to have. Can I just add to that? Sure. <laughs> so, so one of the things that we've started to do, um, and you'll notice it even for this property, is when you go on the Wi-Fi landing pages, for a hotel, one of the things that pops up at the bottom of that Wi-Fi landing page is the information that I just mentioned on Lightstay. So it's you know how much water has been saved at that property, how many volunteer hours have they done, what does their food waste reduction look like? So that's one of the things we're doing. I completely agree with you, Ernie. I think that there's more that needs to be done. And I would argue that the X factor in all of these conversations that really hasn't been brought up, well, there's two X, X factors. I'll just talk about one for now, um, is the guest engagement and consumer engagement. That has not historically happened. We're all doing some amazing things. We're all lining up to these global goals. But you have to engage travelers along this journey. So that's actually the next phase of what we're looking at as we think about these 2030 goals. And there's some really exciting tech and ways that we'll be able to do it to engage all of you. But I, I think that's going to come, though, because there's a, there's a generation of consumers um, that is coming into prominence that has a different understanding about the environment um, than my generation or generations uh, before me. And so uh, I think that education piece may have been a little harder in the past. I think it does get easier over time because we have, um, we have the generation of my children who have grown up thinking about the environment from the first time they started going to school and, and being steeped in... a different understanding 
of what the environmental impact of, of different industries is. And so I think it will move from being a nice to have and something that you can sort of hang a brand shingle on to a need to have. And this is a, this is a you know, requirement um, to be able to even attract attention in the consumers as we go forward. Well, and, and Peter, to throw some data on that, if I can. So when we were launching these goals, we wanted to ask that question, right? Do, do consumers and guests actually care about this? So one of the interesting things we did before our board meeting is we surveyed 73,000 of our guests. And we said, do, a, do the social and environmental in, um, efforts of the company you're booking with matter? Over 88% of them said, yes, it does matter. Over 60% of them said it will matter more in their booking decisions over the next 12 months. We then followed up on that six months later because we wanted to understand, well, how are you actually purchasing? What are your behaviors like? And we found that a third of guests, we did another 73,000 guest survey, a third of guests surveyed actually look at a hotel's social and environmental efforts. They research it before they even book. A third of guests. So that kind of blew me away, but I think it gives more data and weight to this movement. This movement is coming. It's happening. And it's really um, upon all of us to help our stakeholders, our leadership, um, and our partners understand the ways that we can work together and how we can transform travel and tourism. But, but to bring it back to the, uh, the tie-in to economic sustainability, I bet 100% of your guests check the price. And so actually, <laughs> it was very interesting. We asked them, you know, if, um, if your preferred company of choice had an ethical issue in the news and you had to book again, would you book with that same company or would you book with another company even if the price was more? And they said they would book with another company even if the price was more. You've been listening to Ernie Nishizaki, Daniela Foster, Peter Ingram, and Heather Clancy talk about the tourism industry and its sustainability potential at the Verge Hawaii conference in June 2018. For more Center Stage podcasts, go to greenbiz.com slash center stage. And while you're there, tune into GreenBiz 350, our weekly podcast covering the news and the people behind the news in sustainable business and clean technology. For all of us here at GreenBiz Group, I'm Joel McCower. Thanks for listening.